0: This is part two of my episode with Shay, so if you have not listened to part one, make sure you do so. I'm just here to make sure you remember to subscribe, and other than that, I hope you enjoy. And then, how did you go about choosing colleges? Was it like a Google search, or did you have the opportunity to go touring?
1: Um, um unfortunately colleges. I did not get to tour any colleges, which I would, if for those listening, um, don't be me, please tour colleges. If you have a chance, it does the environment of a college and the, um, locations it's thing can make such a huge difference. I just, unfortunately either didn't have time or because a lot of the schools I was looking at were on the East coast, just did not have the resources in order to like plan a big trip. Mm-hmm. Um, But I would say I started by looking at like high level colleges, because that was where I was always interested in and kind of formulated like, okay, if I had to pick my quote unquote dream schools, it would be these. And then from there looking at schools around that I'm like, okay, what are these programs that I enjoy? Where are these schools that are? in locations that I would love to visit and live in that also have a really good program in writing or have a really good STEM program. Because as someone who was interested in both while applying, I was like, I need somewhere that's got a good mix so that regardless of what I choose, I feel satisfied. Mm
0: -hmm. And then when you were, so you said you were looking for schools with um, good humanities and STEM, like a good, well-rounded school. Mm -hmm. What other factors did you look at in terms of like setting or, um, I don't know, like campus size, what else were you looking for in a college?
1: For me, a huge part of the setting was being near or in a city because the area I'm from pretty quiet. I was near Chicago, but like two hours away. So every Mm -hmm. time I visited cities like Chicago, I visited Washington, DC. I was just so enamored with like, there's so much culture. There's always something going on. I wanted Mm -hmm. that. So, I yeah, so I was always looking for at least somewhere that was near a city. You know, I was looking at Princeton, and even though that's more suburban, it's close enough to New York, it's close enough to other major cities on the East Coast. So, that was a huge part of where I chose to look at colleges. Mm
0: -hmm. Now, can you share what was your college list at the end? Which schools did you apply to?
1: So, I applied to a total of 12 schools, and I know a lot of sites will say a good list is like 10 to 12, but um. I applied to and got accepted to Northern Illinois University, University of Illinois, and Columbia, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, I applied to Princeton early application and got deferred. But then, unfortunately, at the regular decision, I was turned down. Mm -hmm. I was turned down right off the bat from University of Michigan and Georgetown. And then I got waitlisted and unfortunately didn't make it into northwestern washington university and university of chicago and then i got waitlisted for these schools and i didn't end up doing the waitlist for boston university new york university and university of virginia
0: okay so illinois columbia okay okay that's a pretty good like you know, accepted, waitlist, rejected Yes,
1: lists. I, uh, unfortunately it was more rejections than acceptances, which made me pretty disappointed. Um, but- Was I Columbia also- the last that came out? Yes, actually. Uh, The funny story is um, I actually didn't even get an email from Columbia that said like, oh, you made it. I I was at work and I was checking. I got an email from Princeton. They're like, your application status has changed because it's considered like Ivy Day is March 31st is the day that almost every Ivy League releases their decisions. mm -hmm. So I checked Princeton. I get the letter that says, unfortunately. And I was like, oh, that's a bummer. And then I was kind of sitting there and I was like, Columbia also releases today that's odd I never got Mm -hmm. an email so I'm sitting at work and I'm kind of mentally preparing myself I was like you know what if you don't get in it's fine you know U of I is a great school and so I opened it and then I saw a video pop up and I was like wait a minute you don't get videos when you get rejected (laughs) but yeah so I was literally at work and I was freaking out I was like oh my god I got into Columbia so that was an interesting way to find out but it was so exciting (laughs)
0: That's amazing for you. So let's first talk about your college application and then we can talk about why you chose Columbia over the other two schools. So with your common, you said you applied Common app for that big 650 word essay. What prompt, if you remember, did you choose? And then what was your essay topic?
1: Uh, I chose the prompt that said, what is a topic that you just can't get enough of? Like you can't stop learning about, you can't stop thinking about. And I went a pretty different route because I chose two things. I chose Greek mythology, which is something that since middle school, I've always loved to learn about. It's one of my favorite subjects. And at the time, uh, true crime and serial killers, which is a little bit off the beaten path. But I wanted to say, like, I love true crime. But I do understand there's like a huge problem with the romanticization of serial killers and with the romanticization of, oh, true crime is something to be enjoyed and it's not that serious when it has real repercussions. I am fascinated with these stories of people. But if you're listening and you're someone who's like really interested in it, please know it's not okay to like glorify these serial killers and be like, wow, these were so cool. That's Mm -hmm. not the point of the essay. It's the point of my essay was to show like, I just think it's fascinating to learn about these people and like how they turned out the way they did and how their upbringings led them to these things. So that was kind of something I explored and wanted to show in my essay as well. Like, you know, there's layers to it, but I I chose that essay because, A, I knew my interests were a little bit different. And so I thought that could, A, help me stand out a little bit. And also because I just love to talk about the things I love to learn about. So it it was really easy to write the essay it was a little bit harder to to edit down because I really like to ramble, but Mm -hmm. it was, it was a good essay to really get a flow and get my real feelings out. Okay.
0: All right. So I'm not going to talk about supplemental essays because that's just like, we're going to be getting into so many different branches (laughs) of essays. But in the end, you got into Columbia, University of Illinois, and then what was the other one?
1: Northern Illinois University. Illinois.
0: So between those three, and I'm sure the other two are public, so they were like mm-hmm. in-state tuition, like more affordable. Yes. Um, how did you end up choosing Columbia over those two?
1: So I'm not going to lie and say the prestige of Columbia was like not a factor because it absolutely was. Um, mm-hmm. I try to keep myself out of that mindset because I have a whole diatribe I could go on, which I'm not going to go on now. But about how all colleges are important and all colleges are equal, no college is considered better than one another. Like you're not above someone else. Uh, but because I had that idea from when I was younger, like, Oh, I need to be the best. Oh, I need to go to the best places right away. I was like, Oh my God, this is an Ivy league. You know, I was, that was something that drew me in right off the bat. But the more I did research about Columbia, um, the setting it being in New York city was a huge draw for me. Like I said, I always wanted to go to a city. And I said, if I'm going to go to a city, I might as well go to the city of the, the U S yeah. you know? That was a huge draw. And also, it's got a great, um sort of one for? Oh, a great and prolific history with both the arts, especially writing. Uh, Langston Hughes, Jack Kerouac, Allen Ginsberg, Zora Neale Hurston, all amazing authors did tenure, maybe, I don't think all of them graduated, but either graduated from or did tenure at Columbia University. And as someone looking at possibly majoring in writing or English, this is a great institution for writing. And they also have a really prolific research program. So if I want to pursue STEM, which I'm kind of looking at pre-medicine as well, I've got both of those avenues where I feel very solid in pursuing either one.
0: All right. That's fantastic. And like, I don't, yeah, what you're saying, like, there's nothing wrong with looking at a school and being like, I choose it because it's more prestigious. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think that's, there's nothing wrong with doing that, especially if you can do it. It's like,
1: Yeah, no, exactly. Especially because A lot of the schools there, I do think with the Ivies, especially upper Ivies like Harvard and Yale, there is a name factor where you can say, oh, I'm going to Harvard. And people are automatically like, oh my God, you're going to Harvard. But I do agree that if you have the option to go to somewhere like an Ivy League or one of the top universities, they are considered upper universities because they have great education. They have great opportunities. So I do think if you're able, that is definitely something you should do. And there's nothing wrong with looking at prestigious universities. I just try to keep it in my head that I don't want to get like a superiority complex, yeah. Because yes. there are going to be people you'll meet that'll be like, "Well, I went to this school, so I'm a step above." Which yeah. I was like, "Let's let's stay away from that."
0: All right. So now we can look a little bit into your experience at Columbia so far. You're only a freshman. And it's October, so yes. <laughs> there's not much to it so far. But can you just tell me, like, how how has your experience been so far? What does the workload look like? Are there any like stereotypes in Columbia that were immediately like i say deep <laughs>
1: when you came here yeah so i've only been here for about um a little bit over a month uh word to the wise if you're going to like an ivy league or higher level college they start really late um my first day of school was september 6th so while a bunch of my like friends were going to college like in august i was just sitting at home like oh, i'm getting a couple another weeks you know <laughs> but um Since then, I've just had a really great time. Um, Being in New York City has given me the opportunity to do so much fun things. Um, Our orientation program was broken down into different topics. So I got put in like a cohort called Arts and Media, which meant for my like two outings into the city, I got to go to the Met. Um, I got to go to a prestigious ballet company uh, called Alvin Ailey's, and I got to do a dance class there. Um, I got to see a theater at the a, a, see a theater, excuse me, see a show at the prestigious um, Apollo Theater. And it was just, oh, it was so cool. And um, my parents and I actually stayed like a week prior to the move in day so that we could see the city. I got to see Hamilton on Broadway. I went you to can see the
0: poster behind you.
1: Yes, it's there. I got my playbill and everything. Um, You know, we got to do the Empire State Building, all the quintessential like New York touristy stuff. But since then, I've also just I love the campus. It's a very small campus. Um, Columbia is by far the smallest campus of the Ivy Leagues, because it's in New York City. So it's kind of enclosed. But, um, you know, it makes it easy to get around and it's a beautiful campus. People always rank it like at the bottom of the most beautiful ivies because it's in the city. So you have less of the natural beauty, but I mean, I'm looking outside today. It's sunny. There's people walking around. The college walk is beautiful. And the buildings are all brick with copper tops that are like green because they've been oxidized. And it's just, it's so cool getting to walk around the city and then knowing your home because you see the green roofs. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've just, I've met so many amazing people. I've met people from all around the world, which is so amazing, especially because I came from a very homogenous community, getting to meet people from, met a lot of people from England. I've met a couple of people from Palestine, from China. It's just so amazing. And the workload, um, it depends on your major, but as someone who is looking at, although I'm undecided, I'm looking into majoring in creative writing, but doing the pre-medicine track which means I am doing STEM classes as well as the literature side of things, which does a little bit of a workload, um, especially because I chose to take max amount of credits this semester. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm currently taking general chemistry and calculus as well as a intermediate poetry workshop, which is very exciting. And then doing two core curriculum classes, which if anyone knows anything about Columbia that kind of makes it distinct from the Ivies is the core curriculum. Um, For those who aren't aware and are looking at Ivy League schools, Columbia has this very strict set of core classes you have to take. It is the strictest like core curriculum out of any of the Ivies where like your freshman year, you have to take Frontiers of Science, which is a class all about learning the most recent developments in the scientific world. We learned about like this first month, we learned about memory and we learned about a little bit about physics and then we're going to be learning about the climate and immunology. And then you also have to take a literature humanities course where you read masterpieces of Western literature and philosophy. So word of the wise, if you're looking at applying to schools, Columbia is a wonderful school. I cannot recommend it enough. But if you don't like a lot of structure and being like saying, oh, you have to take certain classes, you would like more options. Columbia is the opposite. It's very strict with that core classes, but there's still some flexibility where once you get out of freshman year, you have a lot more space to take those extra classes um are you
0: expected to finish your core by end of freshman year or end of sophomore year
1: no it's actually it kind of goes through all four years um like freshman year it's just specifically you have to take um the university writing frontiers of science and literature humanities and then the others you just have to finish by the time you graduate so it's kind of up to you how your pace goes and also depending on your major that'll impact how much space you have to explore like since I'm currently considering pre-med, that doesn't leave me a lot of room to do classes other than pre-med, major, and core. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so the workload is pretty much like, um, I usually have something to do every night, which is not uncommon, but it's more like, not necessarily I have homework to do every night, but I'm either studying, or I'm practicing problems, or I'm doing something, Um, especially because, as you probably heard, my extracurricular list was pretty long, Uh, You can't do that in college. Absolutely not. I mean, I'm doing two things right now, which are quiz bowl and spirit band. And that's enough because there's so much time you're expected to just, if you're not working on homework, you're either studying or you're kind of relaxing. So you really don't have a ton of time to put into extracurriculars, especially because they demand, you know, four to some hours a week. I know the Columbia newspaper demands at least eight hours a week. So you have to consider that. So if you're someone who does a lot of extracurriculars in high school, just know going into college, it's not the same as like being able to do everything on top of classes.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So I want to get into, um, you definitely mentioned band and even though you're not doing a dual degree right now, you still mentioned how you're still involved. So can you mm-hmm. tell me for someone who didn't like, like audition for Julia art or something, someone who's just going to like a regular university or college, um, that's not dedicated to music. How do you first of all get into the music programs and are there like different levels of music and are there competitions or something like that?
1: So the way at least at Columbia there is a music performance program that you can apply for where even if you're not majoring in music you can be part of the music performance program. However it does require an audition as does um, the other major like music ensemble that is a credited class is the columbia university orchestra you don't have to be in the performance program to audition and be part of the orchestra but it is still a class and it is still an audition process oh it's like a Um, credit you get yes you get credit for orchestra um and there are some classes that in the music performance program you also get credit for um i auditioned for the orchestra unfortunately i did not make it but they did let me know i am an alternate so that next semester if they need me i'm ready to go and um I auditioned for extracurriculars. So if you're looking into like doing music performance at your school and either you don't get in or you decide, you know, I don't want to do something that's going to take away from my classes, most colleges will have extracurricular options. At Columbia, there's Columbia Pops Orchestra where they do pop arrangements. I'm currently doing the spirit band, which will be the band playing at football games because Columbia, unfortunately, does not have a marching band anymore. It used to, but it was dissolved. So the spirit band's kind of stepping back into that. Okay, we'll do band at the games, even if we don't have a full marching show. Um, And I know there's a ton of different options for performance. Just, you know, there are small groups, like small string quartets and small ensembles. So It's definitely depending on what you want to do, you know, even if you're not majoring in music, you can do music classes and music performance, but if you want something that's a little bit more low key, or, you know, you want your class credits to be focused on other things, you can always go the extracurricular route, and even if you don't do that, there are practice rooms all over campus, so even if I didn't do a, you know, a certain ensemble, I could still just take my clarinet into a practice room and do my own method and my own repertoire.
0: And then the other thing you said you did was quiz bowl in college. So can you explain, like, do you compete with other schools? How does that work out?
1: Yes. Um, so quiz bowl, it's, it's kind of, it's like low commitment and high commitment at the same time in the sense that for we usually do two practices a week, two hours, Monday, Wednesday. Um, you They say you don't have to come to practice if you don't want to, which I've had to do a couple of times where I'm studying. And I just say, you know, I don't have time, but you can also choose whether or not you want to compete. Um, We take groups of people that want to compete and send them to tournaments. This past weekend, I actually just went to a competition at Harvard. Um, We, it was, we had 10 people, we had two teams, we went up against, it was a ton of teams from the Boston area because it was set at Harvard, but we also went up against Yale and um, Brown and Harvard, and there's one. I think those are the three Ivies other than us: Yale, Brown, Harvard. And we were proud to admit that the Columbia 18 got third place overall. We only lost once to MIT and mm-hmm. we managed to best the other Ivies, which this is not meant to be like bashing the other Ivies, but it's kind that's of okay. Like, that's okay. We can do that here. <laughs> it's a sense of pride, especially because um I it's it's kind of a running joke that every time someone visits Harvard, they come back and like, Well, Harvard's kind of mid. Harvard's kind of meh, but um. Yeah. So that was a ton of fun. So it's really fun because you can choose to do it competitively or you can just do it for fun. So doing it competitively was, I like to do it. I like to compete. I, and I went pretty well. I managed to get like top three score on my team. And we had um, players that were like top 10 in the whole tournament. Um, for those of you who want to see more Columbia quiz bowl, cause I'm sure that's a very niche audience, but if you want to college bowl is playing tonight or well at the time of recording Friday, uh, it's playing like every couple weeks at eight Columbia quiz bowl is playing and they're doing amazing. And Forrest and Albert and Akshay are three of my teammates. They do so amazing. So if you want to see more of them, quit college quiz bowl, college bowl with Peyton Manning, so much fun, but yeah, it's a really fun club to do.
0: Okay. So those are like the two main things you do besides your classes. Now I want to just get into like Columbia student life, I guess we can say. Mm -hmm. Dorms and food. Hmm. Be honest. How are they at Columbia university?
1: I will be honest. I live in, there are five main freshman dorms at uh, Columbia. The most famous one is like John Jay because it's named after John Jay. Mm -hmm. Um, But, I live in Hartley, which is mostly singles. It's good if you're an introvert, but I live in a suite with a bunch of other people. So I have my own room, but I get to live with other people. I like my room. I think it's very spacious. I get to decorate myself. The bathrooms are not it. I will say that mm-hmm. bathrooms, and specifically in Hartley, like all the other dorms I've gone to, the bathrooms are great. Like, or not great, but they're good. Um, but Hartley bathrooms, mm-mm, mm-mm. that's that's my no. big complaint. Um, I will say... Being in New York, and I'm not going to like cut corners here, cockroaches show up and so do rats. Rats not oh in the God. building. Rats are not in the building, thankfully, but you'll see them outside, like outside the dorms. You will see cockroaches there. but And that's not because the buildings aren't sanitary. It's because the buildings are old. Like I think the cornerstones of most of these buildings were laid in like the early 1900s. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's New York. It happens. Yes, so it that's that's my honest opinion. I like my dorm and most of the dorms are pretty nice, especially um, Carmen is the one that's most recent. It's mm-hmm. one of the only ones that's not original, like Hartley Wallach and John Jay are all like original and Fernald is the other. But Carmen's from like twenty. 20- <sighs> most recently updated like 2012. So Mm -hmm. it's very new. It's very nice.
0: So can you explain your dorm? You said you live in a suite and it does look like you, you have your own room. So what is it like you guys share like a single living room together?
1: Yeah. So we have like a kitchen and living area and the way my suite is set up is kind of odd. Like there's a lower level. It's like three a third floor, but I'm on the fourth floor. We're just joined by a set of stairs. Oh. It's only, only Hartley does that. It's a weird, it's a weird way to do it, but it's, it's nice to live in a suite. I, cause I haven't used the kitchen yet, but I plan to. So.
0: so it's like apartment
1: kind of similar. Yeah. Similar, except for, you're just like a bunch of, it's similar, like take the corridor style dorms, but just put it in an apartment space. Okay. And, um, the food, uh, Columbia is typically rated really high in college rankings for food. And I would say it's definitely better quality than I expected but it's not always perfect. I mean, there are some times where it's like, you know, this is a miss, but the three main, there's like, there's a lot of dining halls where you can eat, but we have John Jay is like, it's all buffet style. So is Ferris is the other one. And then there's JJ's place, which is a little place underneath John Jay. That's like burgers, fries. It's open to one in the morning. So if you're like really cramming, that's like the place to go to get some really quick food. But, um, you know, it's always okay at the best. I've never had anything that I was like, oh my God, this is gross. But Um, otherwise, you know, there are some things I've had that I've really liked, like pasta is always good. Um, Ferris always has something different every day. And the food during orientation week was probably the best I've had. We got to have lobster mac and cheese, which I felt so fancy. I was like, oh my God. And it was really good. So I'm hoping they bring it back at some point, especially because the nice thing about Columbia is being in New York. They have these things called meet and eats where they have some celebrity chefs come We haven't had any this year, but in the past, if you look up like Columbia, meet and eat 2020 or 2021, they had Robert Irvine come and do like, um, surf and turf. They had chef Jacques from nailed it. He came and did like chocolate chip cookies and it was, it's just super fun. And it's, I I'm hoping one of them happens soon. I would love to experience that. Um, and then other than the main food, there's cafes and stuff all around campus. The nice thing is as a freshman, you get dining dollars, which means you can go and like instead of spending your real money, you spend like a set amount of money that comes with a dining plan. And if you run out, you can pay for more, but it's nice because you can get smoothies and coffee and stuff. So, you know, it's, it's a good dining scenario here. So is it like cafes that
0: that are affiliated with Columbia or is it just cafes that just happen to be near Columbia?
1: There's a mix of both. We have cafes on campus uh, like Blue Java and Cafe East are the names of the ones that you can spend your dining dollars at. But we also have some called like Joe Coffee and Cafe Wallabout, which you can just buy. Those don't take dining dollars. So you just have to pay. But there are cafes affiliated with the university where you can use your dining dollars and get whatever. Mm
0: -hmm. All right. So I think unless you want to share anything else about your experience at Columbia, I think we can wrap up here. One thing I do at the end is advice for um, people listening. So you haven't gone through like enough, I think enough of college to be like, okay, this is what I will say about college, Mm -hmm. but at least for like high schoolers that are, it's application season. So for high schoolers applying or just maybe high schoolers in general, what advice would you give? And this can be very specific to college process, or it can be general life advice you'd like to give for high schoolers.
1: Yeah. um, I would say in terms of college applications, a big thing is try not to let price um stop you for me financial aid was a big part of my concerns with college and I was lucky enough that um Columbia I was like as soon as I found out I was getting into Columbia I was like if I go can we afford this thankfully most uh private schools do have very good like financial aid packages they gave me the best financial aid package out of the three schools I got into which was a big factor yeah Yeah. and it was need-based so If you are looking into that, uh, don't let price really stop you. Like you can always apply and get in. And if you decide I can't go, you can always say no. But it's better to find that out rather than wish you could have or find out, oh, I could have made it. So I would definitely say think about that. And I would say with application season, yes, work hard, work really hard on your applications, always get help from people, like make that a huge priority but don't put that over your mental health and your regular school and your social life, like have fun, enjoy high school. And if you're like starting to come into high school and you're just listening because you really want to learn about the college process, like right away, do things you love. Like that was my big guiding point for doing extracurriculars. Like I said, because people will recommend they're like, Oh, you have to make a spike. You have to show you're interested in a certain thing. And while there is merit to showing that you are interested in a particular area for your applications, I don't think it's a good idea to let that sway you from doing things you love just because I wanted to go to a high high level school and I'm interested in writing doesn't mean I won't do science club I like science I like to have fun. I like to go with my friends, I like to do band not just because it looks good on an application, but because I love the people there and because I love to play my instrument, so. Always put yourself and what you like to do first or else you're going to regret it. I feel like you're going to regret wasting time on stuff you didn't like to do. So, I think that's just good advice for life too. Always spend your time with things you love rather than wasting it on stuff you're hating, unless you really need it to do it. Like obviously no one likes to go to work, but you know, if you have the chance to do something fun and that you're passionate about, don't let the idea of I have to do this to get a good job or I have to do this to get into a good school stop you from doing that.
0: All right. That is such good advice. Thank you, Shay, for coming on. We're both Eastern. So have a good rest of your night.
1: Yes, you Ish-ish. too. Thank you. Yep.
0: Bye-bye.